The following talk was given at the Insight Meditation Center in Redwood City, California. Please visit our website at audiodharma.org. So my friends, uh, welcome to the beginning of this series of talks for this week. The topic um, is uh, uh, the kind of the subject of the topic is an English concept which is often considered very important in Buddhism but for which uh, oddly enough maybe doesn't have a good Pali equivalent or it's not what we think it is in the Buddhist teachings and that is the word ethics so I'm going to talk a little bit about the ethics in Buddhism and it's partly um, a small response to what's happening in the this country and around the world and the fight for justice and and uh, and to understand more deeply how we can respond and how we can be changed by what's happening in the world. Because without wanting to be changed, without thinking about how do we want to be different so we can be a person, a vehicle, an instrument of support and betterment of what's happening in the world. Um, you know, the, then we're not, you know, then we're, there's a lost opportunity here. So ethics. And um, so today probably the more introductory words on this topic. Uh, in English, uh, sometimes, certainly was for me when I was young, the word ethics by itself probably doesn't, uh, sometimes doesn't inspire. Um, it doesn't, uh, it's not a warm and, and uh, kind of inspiring word for some people. Uh, sometimes even an off-putting word. Uh, but the adjective ethical sometimes has very different, uh, people have different associations with it. Um, an ethical person sometimes seems like um, a person who has living from goodness, from integrity, and um, someone we can trust. Uh, someone who lives uh, by ethics seems like someone who's removed from themselves almost, almost like they're living by rules that they have to follow perhaps. Um, and in the Buddha's uh, language, if we use the word ethics to apply to the Buddha, I also would say he's less interested in ethics as an abstract uh, concepts of moral principles and all that as he is uh, interested in the formation of ethical people, uh, the creation of ethical people. Um, and his way of understanding people uh, in many, many times, uh, in this, his, especially having to do with societal issues around him and the caste system of, or class system of his time, was uh, by their actions. What are their actions? What are they doing? Are they doing actions which are ethical in nature? Or are they not? And that over and over again was his measure of people and seeing what they, what they would do. There is a uh, Zen, little Zen story <clears throat> that um, in Zen, or I could say in Buddhism, myself, uh, my Buddhism, kind of how I practice it, there are always two things maybe only two things. There is meditation 
and then sweeping the temple courtyard. But the temple courtyard doesn't end at the gate of the temple. And this little teaching, this idea is that in meditation is we wake up. We become sensitive, caring beings. Awake, free. Uh, And then, that's one thing. And then it's doing something for the world. Sweeping the world, cleaning the world, bettering the world. And sweeping the courtyard. But the courtyard doesn't stop. It's not only limited to the monastery. The whole world's our courtyard. And this idea for me of sweeping, is such an ordinary... I've done a lot of sweeping in monasteries. Just an ordinary, wonderful morning activity. Most often we did it after meditation in the morning. Got up for meditation and sometimes we do some morning chanting and then we go out and we sweep. And it was a wonderful way of kind of being present in the early morning clear, often um, cool air and this physical activity of sweeping. And there was a way in which we kind of just, I just kind of just entered into the world of sweeping, but it was sweeping in a simple, ordinary way. But to expand that simple, ordinary caring into all the issues of our life, of the world, to care for social justice in a clear and engaged way, but, you know, it comes out of our freedom in that simple way. There's a story from my little book, storybook called The Monastery Within that goes like this. The title is The True Self. A woman came to the monastery determined to ask the abbess how she could discover her true self. She'd assumed many identities over her lifetime. Most of, the, most of them identities others had expected her to have. When she presented her concern, the abbess replied, since knowing the true self is so important for you, you you should ask this question of someone who has fully penetrated this issue. We have a very learned monk here in the monastery who has read every Buddhist scripture and the many commentaries. He studied with some of the greatest Buddhist teachers of his age. He has spent years meditating and has deep realization. Come, I will introduce you to him. The abbess led the woman into the courtyard where a solitary monk was absorbed in sweeping. That is him, said the abbess. When you're interested in the true self, it's important not to be abstract. Don't ask what the true self is. Ask him what is his true self. Shyly, 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 but with great hope, the woman walked up to the monk and said, What is your true self? The monk smiled and continued to sweep. Going back to the abbess, the woman said, He didn't answer my question. Quite the opposite, said the abbess. He gave you the most precise answer he could at that at this time. When he sweeps, his true true self is sweeping. So this is a kind of a fanciful fanciful story, 
that uh, actions, what we do, defines us or creates who we are or expresses who we are. And ethics has a lot to do with what we do. And uh, and on one hand, and the word sila, which is often translated as ethics or as virtue, in the Buddhist teachings is explicitly but what we do. It's, uh, it's the, the actions of body and actions of speech. And those actions should be ethical in nature. Um, but there's uh, more uh, to what the Buddha is concerned with than just body and speech. He's also concerned with the inner life, with the mind, the heart. And how the quality of that, the ethical quality of that, he doesn't uh, call sila. Uh, that has a different word that's associated with it, and uh, that's an more an over uh, overarching word or idea that really much better exp- expresses the or holds the English word ethical ethics than sila does, and that's the word kusala, and kusala k u s a l a is uh, often translated as wholesome wholesomeness or as skillfulness. And I'll talk more about this word as we go through the, the week. But this is a key word that in many ways that is used in the teachings of the Buddha is closer to uh, our English idea of ethics and ethical. So rather than asking, is it ethical? The, the Buddhist uh, word is, um, is it kusala? Is it wholesome? Is it skillful? And you get a somewhat different connotations or associations with the word wholesome than you do with ethical. And that represents that maybe the difference between some of the Western orientations around ethics and the, and, uh, and the Buddhist ones. So this idea of ethics, uh, as I've said, uh, the word ethics doesn't have a good match in the ancient teachings of the Buddha. But that in itself is maybe not so interesting but it's very interesting um, that what it implies is that not that Buddhists are unethical, but rather that what we would think of as an ethics in English, where we might take ethics out of and look at it as its own independent topic, is integrated into the whole Buddhist path. And the Buddhist path is an ethical path is a kusala path, is a wholesome path from the beginning to the end. And the people who engage... <coughs> the, the development of the path of liberation in Buddhism could, in English, be called, um, equally could be called, the development of the ethical path. That as we become more and more liberated in Buddhism, we become more and more ethical. That it isn't that ethics is the beginning of the path, uh, that sila is just the start. You get your ethics in order so you can go and practice what's higher. The, cultivate, the development of an ethical being, becoming ethical, is part and parcel, an intimately integrally, integral part of every step along the Eightfold Path, every step along... Um, the path to full liberation. And um, the, um, um, and so that's, uh, so it isn't that I'm 
this week to talk about ethics, that it's an incidental topic, that it's a topic that's kind of, you know, kindergarten Buddhism, or, or that is uh, kind of ethical in a way that I think for some people might even feel oppressive. It's actually the ethical movement of Buddhism is an opening, is a liberating one, because it's completely integrated and intimate to the path of liberation itself. And, uh, and that's one of the main points that I'd like to emphasize here is that, um, is that uh, what we call in English ethical cultivation, ethical development, becoming a more and more ethical person um, is, in Buddhism, is inseparable from becoming more and more liberated, more and more awake. The two go hand in hand. And um, so um, um, that's kind of the general introduction. And and so we will I'll talk about this as we build and some of the fundamental aspects of this ethical path of Buddhism, and um, and some of the also some of the principles that support it, because to find our way uh, to becoming an ethical person, to do the ethical things, has a lot to do with using our body as the instrument of knowledge, the instrument of awareness, sensitivity. This idea that the body itself is the vehicle for becoming liberated, vehicle for becoming ethical, is actually a very important part of this whole path. And how does that work? And what are the challenges and joys of this, of really connecting here and using the body as the method, the vehicle for becoming ethical, as opposed to Let's pull out the law books of Buddhism and looking and see what the rules are so we know how to be ethical. This is a very different orientation. It's cultivating ethical sensitivity for living a wholesome life that contributes to the welfare and happiness of all beings. So um, I hope this will be interesting for you and valuable to go through this week on this topic. I'm certainly looking forward to Uh, talking about the different perspectives or aspects of this very important topic. Thank you.